calling all video game toy and comic vendors. Saturday, May 30th at the Superkick Columbus Indoor Soccer Arena in Lewis Center, Ohio comes the 2020 Torg Gaming Expo. The Torg Gaming Expo will offer a wide variety of comics, toys, video games, as well as door prizes, art, arcades, special guests, panels, and video game tournaments. The Expo will be hosting the Classic Tetris World Championship Midwest Qualifier during this event. Finalists will win a trip to Oregon for the finals and a cash grand prize. For vendors who would like to attend the Expo, don't miss the Early Bird Special, where you get an 8-foot table for $40 until February 1st. Want to be involved with the Expo but don't want a table? Become a sponsor. Multiple spots are available and will be advertised to attendees, but act fast because spots are limited. The 2020 Torg Gaming Expo, presented by the Candair Podcast. For more details or to sign up as a vendor or sponsor, go to torgevents.com. Hi, this is Ernie Hudson, and you're listening to Candair Podcast. Welcome to another episode of Candare, your tribute to comics and pop culture. I am Jeremy Colley. I'm Jack Doherty. And I'm Randy Hardenbrook. And joining us today to talk about some of his artwork, whether it be commissions, whether it be pinups or uh, trading cards, which I'm really excited to talk about, we welcome artist Michael Metlin to the show. Michael, thank you so much for being here today. Hi. Thank you. Sorry, I'm a little nervous, I'll be honest. <laughs> oh, no worries, man. No worries. No need to be nervous. You're in good company here. Good company with us. Uh, we got a good show for everyone lined up today. In the Retro Roundtable, we're going to be talking about movies, comics, uh, television shows, anything that meets the criteria of being considered dark. Stump, something that you don't walk away from feeling happy or jolly. Something that leaves you kind of unsettled. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 an interesting topic. I think. I think uh, Jake would have felt right at home with this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <he> would. <laughs> I don't think we'd have got, been able to talk at all. American Probably Psycho. not. <laughs> yeah. So I'm excited to do that. And then after that, we're going to give our full attention over to Michael and talk about some of his artwork. But. Before we do all of that, don't forget to find us on Twitter at CandairPod and on Instagram at Cand underscore Air. And if you like what we're doing here at the show and uh, you want to show your support, get some access uh, to not only the Patreon uh, pod we do, but uh, future projects that are coming down the pipe here in the next few months, just go to Patreon.com forward slash CandairPod or head to CandairPodcast.com and take the link over to Patreon. And for $5 a month, you get privy to all this wonderful stuff. And you're supporting the show. I mean, Absolutely. I don't know what else to say. There's going to be some good stuff coming up on there, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What else am I forgetting, guys? Anything? I'm going to do a Society 6. Society 6? No, fuck All right. All right, I think that's going to do it. So let's kick it off with this week's Retro Round Table. Show me what you got. Hey, what you got? Great. Tape bad. Yeah. Boo! Not cool. Disqualified. All right, gentlemen. Dark movies, television, comics, whatever it might be. Jackery, why don't you kick us off? This one's not too retro, but it is a comic and it is a TV show and it kind of is a movie because it's long, 
drawn out. The boys. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, that, one. that was yeah. a dark take on superheroes. Very. Uh, yeah. Very dark. And I uh, I haven't seen it yet. Oh. Okay. Oh, okay. Well, I don't I have spoil not it. seen this yet. Yeah, I don't think we really can spoil other than. It's I definitely mean, worth watching. Yeah. So yeah. good. Yeah. So good. It reminded me a lot. Not that, uh, and this won't give away anything because no. they're two separate entities, but uh, okay. we've said before the super, super corporate, corporate heroes, heroes that yeah. uh, was a comic that Susie uh, Diaz and Miguel Sanchez, was that their names? I think it was the other way around. Miguel Guerra and Susie Diaz. Yes. There it is. Sorry. <laughs> I haven't but, talked to them for a while. It's been a long yeah. time. You cut me some slack. It's but yeah, they, they did a book called Super Corporate Heroes. And I just remember the first two pages of that, I don't know if you recall, was somebody hanging on the ledge of a building mm-hmm. about to plummet to their death. And along come a superhero, like a Superman kind of entity who propped himself on the ledge there. He's like, you know. You don't have insurance, superhero insurance. So I, <laughs> I don't know if I can save you. Yeah, if you sign right here at this X, I can save your life. You know, if you sign this one-year plan thing mm-hmm. here. So it was very, wow. uh, yeah, very... I like that kind of dark humor, though. That's the kind of stuff I like. I like uh, that kind of shit. That's awesome. Yeah, it was a good book, and and the, the boys, boys was good. Is it was a damn good series. So easy yeah. to see exactly how real superheroes would be taken in yeah. in the real world. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, a good look at it, wasn't it? Yep. Excited for season two too. Yes, definitely. <laughs> My God, is that on HBO? What it was on Amazon Prime. Prime. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. I don't have Amazon Prime. I got Netflix. I need to get Disney Plus. Me and the wife was talking about getting Disney Plus. Um, I'm enjoying it shortly. Mm-hmm. Dude, yeah, because they have the uh, the '90s cartoons on there too, like uh, Spider Man and oh, yeah. X Men. Yep. That right? Oh yeah. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> God, I've been trying to get my daughter into the uh, classic '90s superhero cartoons. Got her into Ninja Turtles so far. I'm trying to get her into X Men and Spider Man. Oh, the rest ought to be easy. Thing, yeah, I would think. Easy bringing thing. them up, oh, right, yeah. right, man. <laughs> right. Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah. She uh, she likes the Teen Titans and um, the Teen Titans Go cartoon. And every time she puts it on, I'm just sitting on the couch, you know, silently vomiting in my mouth. <laughs> so I try, I try and introduce her to the good stuff when I have the chance. You're, yeah, you're doing good work, yeah. sir. You're doing good work there. Yeah, the uh, Batman the animated series. Has she seen that yet? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, because uh, I'm I'm a big big Batman fan. Um, I have uh, what is it's the uh, oh man, what is it? The original animated series action figure, the grappling hook. Is that the one I'm thinking of? The, the grappling hook, grappling yeah. belt, or whatever. That, I have that one in a shadow box in my collection, and she knows not to go near it. She knows exactly <laughs> what it is, and she she loves that cartoon. I I'm all about Batman the animated series. It's so good, so good. Yeah, yeah, classic. That, your work classic. should be easy getting her uh, to like what you what you want her to like. If yeah, she's already hard to hold, yeah, right. Yeah, it sounds like she's gonna be an easy target. Well, uh, let's move right over to you, Michael. How about a a dark movie, TV, or comic? Well, what about a game? Because I just recently got done with a cool game. Absolutely. Spawn from PlayStation 2. Yeah, Spawn Armageddon. I just finished it up. I had it as a kid. And um, now that I have kids, I finally went back and bought a PlayStation 2 for her. And that was one of the games I wanted to get. And I finally just beat it. I think it was last night or the night before I just beat it. Have you all played that? Mm-mm. I have not. I think I've seen it. Is it just like a fighter? Like not not like a. 
like a wander around and just beat people up kind of a game. It's kind of like pretty much, game. but all all demons. You're just battling demons through each stage. And, and I think the funny thing is, even though it came out so many years ago, the storyline of the video game ironically matches the storyline of the comics pretty well. Really? I don't know if that was like planned from Todd McFarlane or what, but. Um, it's pretty close. Like the storyline, there's things changed and not everything that happens that way. But all in all, if you were to kind of just take a step back and look at the whole, you know, picture of the game in a way, in effect, whatever, however you want to say that, it, it actually is very close to how he ended up doing the whole the whole comic series so far in a way. That's refreshing, I would think. It'd, mm-hmm. be, it'd be so awesome. I mean, how many times have you seen, uh, you know, a comic just end up being the source material and then when it makes it to a tv show or a movie or a video game that's it's just a bastardization of what you grew up with you know what i mean yeah and and if he if he did kind of plan all that i think that's actually pretty genius because i mean all this stuff you know all these comps came out years later after this game i mean uh as far as you know going throughout the the higher hundreds and the storyline and such so kind of ingenious that's pretty cool. Yeah, Spawn's always been an interesting character. I remember yeah. going to the theater to see that movie back in the day. Doesn't hold up. Yeah. No, the special effects were not good in that movie. This, Especially this, when they're in hell. The, yeah. Yes. The planes oh, and everything. Yeah. That like his cape looked horrible. Yeah, it was good yeah. at the time, but yeah. Yeah, at the today, time it was no. tight. No. I still have my original VHS tape of Spawn. Do you really? Uh, yeah, I still have it. Same exact one. What still baffles me to this day and like surprises and shocks me is that John Leguizamo is that clown. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dude, yeah. It took me forever to figure out. I just still like, really? Man, yeah. he did good. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Honest to God, I think he, he carried that movie. The, the, if yes. it wasn't for, if it wasn't for him as Violator Clown um, and the, the jokes and the humor, I feel like he carried a lot of that on his back. You're absolutely right. That yeah. movie would have been so fucking boring. Martin Sheen yeah. as the main villain. He was forgettable. Oh, he yeah. was Jason right. Jason Wynn. Martin Sheen did Jason Wynn, right? Yeah. Yep. That's yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I can now I kinda wanna watch it again. And to be honest. Right. Hey, honestly, it it's really not as bad as we want to remember. But it it's bad, but it's bad great, if that makes sense. Like it's yeah. classic, you know, it's it but it's still fun. It's just, yeah, it's, you know. You use the perfect adjective, fun. A bad, great <laughs> yeah, movie is what fun. we call fun. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Watching it, loving it, and at the same time you're going, ooh. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Randy, what about you? All right, so uh, Sons of Anarchy for me. That was a, I've never uh, seen it, but I've heard it is wonderful. There's parts in it where you bust out laughing and other parts where you're like, ew. Um, my wife and I got into it like the second season and we started watching it religiously and, uh, it got a lot darker there at the end. Um, sure. but, uh, yeah, a bunch of phenomenal actors. It was really well written. Um, yeah. You know, kind of speaking on that, uh, same note, you, cause you talked about a healthy dose of like humor and dark right. uh, things happening right in front of you. Um, Boy, my mind just fucking blanked on me. Are you thinking about when we had Kieran Means on? No, 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 no. Um, It'll come back to me. So, yeah, Sons of Anarchy. (laughs) All right, (laughs) check it out. (laughs) Have you watched the the spinoff, though? 
we've we started watching it. I mean, Lo, like Narcos or Locos or something like no, that. No, it's, it's um, oh crap. What's it called? I don't know. I had it in my head and it disappeared. Just been damn out. it, Jeremy. What's it's going contagious. On, man? <laughs> <laughs> What's um, Mayans. Mayans. That's what it is. Yeah. Mayans. I, we've we haven't we didn't get as into it as we did Sons of Anarchy. It's a good show. It's just it's different. You know, mm. it's kind of like watching something in your expecting Charlie Hunnam or whatever and it's just well it's like watching Walking Dead and then watching Fear the Walking Dead right, which exactly. I didn't watch any oh of them, that was I a kinda... horrid show <laughs> um, when Fear the Walking Dead came out like two episodes it was like this oh <laughs> maybe it got better because you know it's hard to judge any show in it's first few episodes yeah. and first season it's all, they're always finding their footwork yeah I couldn't get dragged into it either I tried to watch it because of the hype in the beginning and I, right. I couldn't get dragged I felt like uh each episode kind of had a similar same song, same dance. I don't know. I thought the makeup, the zombies look amazing, in my opinion. It looked really, really cool, but it just, it got too boring too quick for me. Yeah, I think they just, I'm in the they, minority for the fan base on uh, on that show. I think they just kind of expected you to be on board with these characters instead of giving you a reason to care about them. That was the first thing yeah, I, I mean, remember you hearing. You're like, I don't give a shit about any of these people. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And I just like, I wanted to like it, but I just couldn't. Yeah. yeah. And, like, all the people were very, just the characters were, like, the, the wife was very dispensable. The husband, I just remember him looking like an Indian Patrick Duffy for some reason. Like, <laughs> <laughs> <What>? <laughs> but that's all I really remember of the show, man. Like, it was pretty expendable. And ladies and gentlemen, I think Jeremy had his light bulb moment. I did have my light bulb moments. Going back to what you were saying, taking the the humor with the dark, that's the same kind of thing that made me, at least, realize Heath Ledger was going to be an amazing Joker. Because mm. uh, when that movie started, when you're at the theater seeing it for the first time, The Dark Knight, and um, he walks in and does the pencil tr- trick. Right. That was the moment because as soon as he slams that dude's head on it, your initial reaction is to start laughing, but at the same time, you're like, oh fuck, someone just died, you right. know? Yeah. And it was that yeah. both of those feelings trying to occupy the same spot at the same time that made me like, this dude's going to be really fucking mm. good, you yeah. know? Like this is going to be awesome. But um, I love when they do that. Yes, yes, I agree totally. Let's see. What have I got? Um, do you you guys remember a movie? This is an old movie, like early 90s. Uh, it's like Elijah Wood and Macaulay Culkin when they were real little kids called The Good Son. A movie called The Good Son. Oh, vaguely. No. I don't know if I've ever no. watched the uh. whole thing. So what was it? Elijah Wood was like a visiting nephew nephew he was staying at his aunt and uncle's house visiting with his cousin and this yeah. kid who played by Macaulay Culkin was fucking demented he was I remember I like definitely remember that part <laughs> yeah, of it he like, was like killing kid. animals and shit yeah. and like oh, uh, geez. yeah well at the end it came down because I think he was even trying to kill his mom but like blame it on Elijah Wood make it look oh, like shit. he was doing it and at the end of the movie it came down to the mom like they were uh, on the edge of a cliff and she had Elijah Wood in one hand and Macaulay in the other. And she had to make the decision, do I drop my bastard child <laughs> or and save this kid? Or do I just let my nephew fall and save my son, even though he's son of Satan? You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, I remember watching that as a kid and watching... Do you want to know who fell? I mean, is spoilers. I mean, Probably fuck. Macaulay Culkin. Macaulay Culkin yeah. fell. Dude, if they would have just left that a cliffhanger, that would have made the movie so much No better. pun intended, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> but, uh, <Wow. laughs> look what Randy 
Andy did. <laughs> that I remember seeing that when I was a kid and just that leaving a like a, an impression on me because I was I was probably about their age when I saw that shit. Right. It's like, what if my mom dropped me? You know, because <laughs> I think there's like a quick shot of you see his like lifeless body just kind of washing up in the tide, and you're like, Jesus Christ, this is dark. Yeah. Didn't Macaulay try dropping Elijah down in a well at one point? I or think so. Like yeah. yeah. I need. What year did this come out? Like ninety. One, two, maybe? It was after Home Alone, somewhere around there, because he was still pretty little. Oh, you're right. Yeah, it would have had to have been after what, that popularity. What was, what's it called again? The Good Son? Yeah. Yes. All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look this one up. I'm going to uh, watch this one soon. It sounds good. I'm a big fan of horror movies, and I I haven't seen this. I haven't even heard of it. So I wouldn't even say it's a uh, horror movie, really. Yeah, suspense. Just, just a suspense. Thriller. Yeah. Thriller. Like yeah, yeah. But thriller. It, it was good. It was definitely good. Sounds like it. So, all right. We are back to Jack. The movie that actually defined the genre for me for a dark comedy, I guess, because I thought of it just as a comedy until I talked about it, and someone's like, oh, that's a dark comedy. And I was like, oh, okay, it makes sense. Uh, Cable Guy. I don't oh, remember anything about that movie. <laughs> Jim Carrey, right? Yeah. And, and Matthew, Matthew Broderick. Broderick. Okay. Never yeah. saw it. <laughs> you never saw it? I just remember, ooh, a Jim Carrey movie. Oh. And Jim Carrey's a cable guy, and he comes over to Matthew Broderick's house to do cable, and he's... He's just a real weirdo, but then he ends up like befriending Matthew Broderick and turns into almost like a stalker. And he's like over his house all the time. But like at the end, he's almost trying to kill Matthew Broderick. It's, mm. it's so jarring to see comedians so like twisted. that. Like uh, when Robin Williams did that uh, photo booth movie where he's like oh, a God, stalker yes. serial killer. Like, that movie was so good, It messes too. with me so hard. I need to watch that. that movie. So many people tell me to watch the photo booth. Photo booth, yeah. yeah. I'm not telling you watch it. I just, yeah, that just throws me when they're. <laughs> but at like the very end, you you find out that Jim Carrey Carrey's character was just a kid that was sat in front of the TV all the time when he was a kid because he knew like so much about TV and he was just never he was kind of socially awkward. Mm-hmm. And one person was nice to him, so all of a sudden he's best friends. But I see. He's Obsessive that pain best in the friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was good. Yeah. Did you ever? Uh, not that this is a dark movie. Just something you said made me think of it. That old uh, Bill Murray and I think it was Richard Dreyfuss movie. What, what about, about Bob? Bob? Yes, I love. <laughs> I fucking love that film. Oh god, uh, he just was relentless. Just wouldn't leave him alone. Didn't they take everybody him on loved him though. But <laughs> Except Richard, for Richard Dreyfuss, Dreyfuss hated him. Yeah, <laughs> baby steps, baby steps. Yeah. <laughs> we are uh, over to Michael again. This is tough. I'm. I don't, I'm you can pass. Um, nah. No, because I don't. I don't want to be boring or anything. I'm. I'm. I'm kind of enjoy listening to what y'all are talking about because I haven't seen these movies, so they sound good. The Bill Murray one. I know my wife seems she loves Bill Murray. His humor is a little bit dry for me, but I love Ghostbusters. <laughs> That's about it. Probably gonna be crucified for that for the world. No, no, not at all. <laughs> because I've seen some of his newer things and like. Like that holiday special he did on uh, Netflix. That was horrible. I couldn't say that. So horrid. Yeah. Like it was. It, like. It seemed almost pretentious, mm-hmm. kind of, you yeah. know? Anyway, I'm sorry. Okay, I, I got one. One popped in my head, and I don't know if y'all heard of it because it's an indie film. Stitches. It's about a serial killer, like, killer clown. Boy, that sounds, sounds familiar. familiar. Yeah, I, I, yeah it's, I'm pretty sure it's a it, ruthless indie film, and it, it's like... I don't know, man. It's like horror, but it's also gore, and there is so much dark humor in it. Like, I could not stop busting out laughing throughout the movie, even at, like, the worst times. Like, when he's, like, ripping someone's guts out or, like, 
pulling their eyeball out of their head. I'm like busting out laughing because I mean, I know it sounds demented, but it's like one of those type of like uh, gore horror fest type movies, but with so much dark comedy. Like it, I a lot of the a lot of the stuff in that movie like really inspired me to write like certain like just punchlines and and goopy off the wall like dark comedy type of stuff and some older comics that I had back in the day. And I mean, that movie is just amazing. If y'all haven't seen it, definitely see it. I haven't. I feel like somebody's talked about it on the Maybe show. Maybe that's before, what it was. Yeah. Though. Yeah. That does sound interesting. Is that like on Netflix yeah. or something or have you seen it? Uh, I don't know if it's on Netflix. Um, where did I watch that at? Uh, it might be on prime. A lot of uh, indie movies, uh, are they? get on prime. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it probably might be. I don't. I don't have Prime, but I probably watched it on. Um, I, you know what? I think it was on the free movies on on demand with Comcast, but it probably would be on Prime too. Okay. Man, it is hilarious, dude. Oh, I swear to God, like you're gonna be watching this, and you're like some really just screwed up shits about to happen, <laughs> and you're just gonna start busting out laughing because you just can't help yourself. Like you're like, dude, are you fucking seriously? He he really just did that to her. That okay. You know what I mean? Like, it's so, it's that type of, like, horror comedy to where it's, like, completely to the edge. Like, it's hilarious. If you have a weak stomach, though, and you can't, like, handle certain gore stuff, I wouldn't watch it. But it, it's hilarious. Okay. Hmm. I, I think I want to see it. <laughs> I think I might want to see it. It's like you can watch it on YouTube. You can? You probably could. You probably could, yeah. Very good. All right. I even went as far, um, when I first seen it, to actually try and contact the, uh, the creators of it because i wanted to see if i can get some licensing for it to do a comic book for him this oh, was wow. like yeah this was like literally right after i finished watching the movie with my wife i told her i said i'm, I'm done I, I love this like i need a hoodie i want a hoodie with stitches on it and i'm gonna and go on ebay buy me a hoodie with stitches on it and i'm gonna go contact these guys and see if i can find them on facebook like it was literally like it I loved it. That's Big one hell of an impression it made on yeah. you. Dude, I'm saying. I'm saying. You guys got to see this. Yeah. Well, They'd I mean, probably I, be more than happy, I would think. Yeah. yeah. Right? Yeah. Hey, if y'all are listening, I know it's been like two, three years maybe. Uh, if you're listening to this podcast, I'm the guy that contacted you like two, three years ago. Michael <laughs> Metlin Art. My shit is so much better. I have licensed properties now. Contact me, Michael Metlin Art at uh, AOL.com. There we go. There you go. Damn. Damn. Yeah. I love stitches. Like... <laughs> now that's a promotion. There you go. There you go. Right. Randy, we are over to you, sir. So uh, it's something new on Netflix. Uh, have you guys seen the uh, Castlevania comic slash anime on Netflix? I've started watching because they just came out with season two. Yeah, or like late last year or something like correct, that. Correct. Yeah, yeah, I think they're waiting on season three, but uh, it's obviously based on the video game Castlevania. Um, I've heard of it. I've just never seen it. It's it's a cartoon, but it's one of those like anime where it's real gory uh, style, as and it the, should be. Yes, and right. the, uh, <laughs> and the uh, the back and forth as you get into like the end of season one into season two between uh, uh, Alucard and Richter, um, it's it's hilarious. They just they're always ragging on each other, and it's just it's great. A la carte. A la carte. It's Dracula back from there, right? <laughs> <laughs> Not a la carte. Oh my god! I'm gonna do what you guys. I'm sitting over my Jeremy now. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, was that it? Then, yeah. Yep. Then Randy. All right. Um, 
think I watched the first episode. I gotta pick it back up, though. I've got a few here I'd like to mention. We're going around again, though, aren't we? Sure. Say so we've got enough time. time. So, um, Jack, you might remember a comic we've d- discussed on this show before. I tried to get uh, the creators on, but the artist was busy and the writer just didn't seem very interested. But Squarriors. Mm, remember yes, Squarriors? Yes. Oh, yeah. Uh, this was a book, a comic about... Um, Essentially, for some reason, unexplained, people were getting uh, dumber, like stupid. <laughs> like <laughs> the intelligence level of human beings was starting to go down, while animals like like rabbits, mice, uh, squirrels, dogs, all animals started becoming intelligent. Hmm. And this comic focused on um, a group of squirrels that they started becoming very tribal. You know what okay. I mean? And you just followed their life and followed, you know, dangers in their world. You know, like, okay, it's freezing tonight. You know, you and I turn on the heater. That's that's an episode for them. <laughs> like, okay. But there were, you know, they go to war with um, with the cats, I think it was. And, like, when they're out in the field looking for one of their uh, squirrels that didn't come home, they find this squirrel, like, pinned up on the tree, like, nails in his, like, uh, hands and feet and, like, split up the middle with, like, entrails just falling out like it's bloody and gory as shit but you know when you when i start to tell you about it it seems all fluffy and fucking cute doesn't it (laughs) the artwork i can't stress to you how gorgeous it is every panel is a masterpiece there's a painting almost like one. Yeah, they, yeah, yeah, yeah. Beyond <laughs> Velveteen Rabbit, eat your fucking heart out. <laughs> oh, like, man. <laughs> like, like, it's good art. So I can't recommend enough to check out Squarriors, uh, especially if you're into the uh, dark, That's dark like comic. watershed down crap right there. Very much, yeah, very much in that same kind of vein. Gotcha. I've never seen Watershed, only gifts and images, and what I've seen that would it's, line up. Yeah, yeah. Rabbits who's in that a field of blood. By? Yeah, oh God. What who's was that, that Michael? That, who's that comic published by? Where can I get it? Boy, you can make me look it up. I don't remember. Uh, uh, was it Devil's Do? That's it. Yep. Is it Devil's uh, Do? Yeah, most positive it was. Yeah, I think it is. Let me look it up here because I'm curious too. Unless they've changed over the past couple of years, but I'm almost positive that's what it was. Is it like a one shot or a mini series or what? No, it was a, an ongoing series. Ashley Witter. That's right. She's the artist. She's the artist. Yep. Yeah, there. it's Devil's Do. There it is. All right. Devil's Do. Sounds really cool. It's it is really cool. I, I can't recommend it enough. It's so good. Which brings us back to Jack. I got another comic that doesn't sound dark by the title. But it sure is. It takes place at Christmas time. It's called Happy. And it's about a down and out detective. I've talked about it on the show this a while ago. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. They, they did it. a sci fi sh- okay. series, too. Yeah. yeah. With the little unicorn he can see. Yeah, a little blue Pegasus. Yes. Yeah. Uh, what a detective that he's pretty much had it, tries to commit suicide all the time, and finds out that, well, he got shot from a mob killing. That he, he killed a bunch of mob, a mob hitmen. And they got a shot off on him, and he goes to the hospital, wakes up, and this blue unicorn's talking to him, and he thinks he's going crazy. Turns out it's his his daughter. Happy is his daughter's imaginary friend that gets kidnapped by this guy that's dressing up like Santa Claus. But the guy that dressed up like Santa Claus is not like bad Santa Santa Claus. He's almost like a bum, 
He's not like I don't know. It's so, so you're just following around this guy's mental illness. Pretty well, he's following, trying to figure out where this girl is because Happy's just like, oh yeah, you got to go save her, and hmm. like hijinks and stuff happen all the time. But it's gory as hell too. He gets woken up in the the hospital with all these hitmen coming to get him. And there's the one like mad scientist is gonna try to flay his penis open at one point, but somehow <laughs> he gets pat he gets <laughs> he gets away from him and just destroys the hell out of it. I don't know. It's it's an awesome book. And oh. it's funny as hell too. Oh. I, I mean the show looks good. So it I was, it, the show was great. And the guy that they got to play the detective was amazing. It was uh if you ever watched uh, like Law and Order yes, SVU. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my wife loves that show. Yeah, he was he was great on that show. What, but, what was it was uh what channel was that on? Sci fi. Sci fi you yep. said. Okay. And it's a Grant Morrison comic, so course it's oh, well, be there you go. Yeah. yeah of course nice. <laughs> very good all right we are back to michael if if he has anything else saying grant morrison just reminded me of the green lantern did y'all read the new green lantern no all right well i guess i'll pick something else uh oh, go ahead oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, um, i want to read it <laughs> go ahead. sorry anybody like uh green hornet not the seth rogan one <laughs> you nah. just mean in general or just like the new series? Uh, comics, comics, the, the TV show. Um, yeah, not Seth Rogen. Seth, <laughs> Seth Rogen's Green Hornet. I'm a firm believer in history repeating itself. And Seth Rogen's Green Hornet just reminds me of the, the Schumacher, uh, Shoemaker Batman films oh, where wow. it got real campy <laughs> and then they... They finally decided to do like a, a dark real take with uh, Christian Bale's Batman. I'm waiting for a dark real gritty take of Green Hornet and Kato. I'm hoping that's history repeating itself and Seth Rogen's film was more of the campy George Clooney type of Batman type of thing. Hopefully that's history repeating itself. But yeah, yeah. Um, comics, uh, TV show with Van Williams, Bruce Lee, anything. Yeah, man. I, I see. As for my Green Hornet knowledge, I never watched the original show. I had seen some reruns. Yeah. I do remember. I think Kevin Smith wrote that for a while. Uh, the Green Hornet comic series for uh, was it DC Dynamite? Dynamite. Yeah, he, thank you. Yeah, yeah. Um, Kevin Smith wrote uh, a handful of it, and he also did. There was a an episode on the actual TV show where. Adam West and Burt Ward as Batman and Robin actually crossed over and met. I remember that one. Yeah. yeah. So Kevin Smith did an actual six issue miniseries of that and, you know, comic format. And it was, it, I, I read it. I have, I have, uh, the whole six issue miniseries with all duplicates. So twice plus the graphic novel. And I have issues one through Three or one through four signed by Alex Ross. Big oh, wow. fan of that series. They, he he hit it off, man. I swear to God. Like, I don't know if he was like over there doing some kind of like seance and or whatever, trying to, you know, get the the spirit of Adam West, because everything sounded so dead on. Like when I was reading, I was joking, I was saying that by the way. I'm sure he wouldn't do that. But um <laughs> every everything, like every line he said. Like how he wrote it, just I could, I felt like I was watching, you know, Adam West on TV. I, by the way, real quick, um, shout out to my grandma because I'm one of the few young men my age who actually was blessed enough to grow up watching the entire uh, 
TV show from 1966. Oh, there was yeah, a nice. in 1991 or 1990, 89, something like that. You're absolutely right. They yeah, did. That's the when whole, I saw it. That's when I watched. Yeah, it. they did a whole marathon of it, you know. And my grandma taped every single episode on VHS for me. So I got two VHS tapes with every single episode from that TV show. So I was actually able to grow up watching the original 66 TV show with Adam West and Burt Ward. That's awesome. Yeah, oh my to, God. Yeah. It, Blessed. Come on in the, that same time period. I remember it was like an, uh, after school cartoon kind of a thing, like, like normal cartoons would come on and then like when mm-hmm. the cartoons would go off and before prime time would come on, You'd get that little buffer time, like Brady Bunch and stuff. Brady Bunch, Bewitched, Batman, and there was something else they put in there. Maybe I Dream of Genie. Gilligan's Island, maybe? Uh, Gilligan's Island, yeah, I think you're right, Randy. But uh, yeah, that's how I I did it. I mean, uh, just I remember riding around on our bikes, just. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Oh my God. Dude, it, it was so campy, but it was it, it, fucking awesome. It doesn't get no better. If you're looking for something that's just flat out fun to watch, that's it. Like, mm-hmm. if you love Batman, you want something absolutely fun to watch where you can be an adult, get the adult jokes and the adult humor, and sit down with your kids and watch it, and they and they just have a blast. The bright colors, the boom, bang, zap, pow. It, it really, I mean, there's a reason why generation after generation that, you know, people are showing their kids and their kids are going to be showing theirs and so on. I guarantee you oh, yeah. when my when my two girls are adults and, you know, they have a family their own, they're going to be sitting down showing these reruns and stuff of it. So absolutely classic. Absolutely. Love that show. Absolutely love that show. Back to the comic writing. I love it when the writers can portray the way that the actors talked in it so you can actually hear it in your head yeah and they did that uh very well with the whole batman 66 series that's out maybe maybe that's what uh, michael was just saying there but uh yeah yeah it's just been a great likeness i guess of Mm -hmm. him you know Uh uh-huh and the artist did really well too um the one that i read was done by uh ty templeton and the interior artwork, and uh, he he really captured the likeness of everyone, in my opinion. I mean, in, as as far as like a a more cartoonish style goes, he mm-hmm. he really nailed Adam West and and yeah. Van Williams, Burkward. I mean, especially Cesar Romero as Joker. I mean, he really, you know, much praise to him for for uh, doing such a fabulous job with that artwork. The artwork reminded me of like um, like 60s, 70s, kind of like Silver Surfer art, but turned down to like four from ten. Not so heavy outlines. Not such heavy outlines, mm-hmm. especially around the eyes. But do you know what I mean? Does mm-hmm. that does that make sense? Yeah, it was very uh, – everything was very flat and cartoonish, but in my opinion, it was done very properly. Mm-hmm. Like for what he was aiming for, at least in the Batman 66 meets uh, Green Hornet, which is the one that I had read, um, it was – in my opinion, it was all done flawlessly for what he was trying to go for because you could tell right away from seeing the artwork he was not trying to capture – um, any type of grit or any type of heavy lines. It was more just a very simple, sim- simple, stylized, classic cartoon look, in my opinion. It's what it reminded me of. Without going I loved the it. Character, caricature route yeah. to make it cartoony. Yeah, it looked great. Like, I think he did a great job. 
Does that comic still run? Oh, man. I don't know. I, don't I, know, I, the, I know the Batman 66 Green Hornet one is, is definitely done. That was only oh, a yeah, six-issue yeah. miniseries. But I don't know. Last I've seen, there was one where he met Archie. There was the Batman 66 oh, meets Archie. <laughs> and that, I, I didn't, I'm not going to lie, uh, I wanted to get it, but I've seen so much other stuff in the comic shop, and I was like, yeah, I don't know. I'm going to pass on this one. But it, it could have been cool. I don't know. It's not taking priority. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I hate, like, saying something if I if I don't know, like, if I didn't, because I didn't read it. So I don't want to say anything bad, but there was just so many other cool stuff there that day that I was like, um, yeah, that's last on my list right now. Right. I, I understand wholeheartedly. <laughs> I think it would be <laughs> yeah. a mind to, at the end of mine, too. Right. Randy, what you got? So the last one I got... Um, <clears throat> Growing up, I used to be big into uh, PC games as much as I was video games, and uh, I got Diablo, the original oh, Diablo. God, yeah. And uh, just going from you know my Super Nintendo. Granted, I was probably a little young to play Diablo, but uh, just a game where you can go in a dungeon and see people's heads on pikes and uh, you know just fight bloody corpses. Dungeon and stuff after like dungeon that. after yeah, dungeon, yeah. all the way to hell. <laughs> exactly. yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, it was awesome, but yeah, it was one of those you're kind of like, just the music and everything of that original one just kind of set you off. Like, I want to like this, but I'm kind of scared to. It was awesome. <laughs> I loved that game. But it was the cheat codes that I think took away the edge, because without cheat codes, the further you go down in the dungeon, like, like, okay, there's no going back at this point. I don't know about cheat codes. I used to get trainers, which were like little sub, like sub programs you could run that would like up your armor and stuff like that. But I had straight cheat codes. Did you? Like, okay. I, I, yeah, I was doing things like you weren't allowed to like attack people or cast spells in town okay i was <laughs> i was definitely taking advantage of that stuff. guy but scratching his ass just fireballing what i used to do i mean people would go into town to trade because you can't again you can't hurt each other there right. so they would put their stuff on the ground and walk to the middle and then you know mm -hmm. go get their shit and I had spells that would make me invisible. So I'd be sitting there just waiting for them to throw their shit down. When they'd start walking away, I'd throw up walls of fire around them and <laughs> grab their shit and run. <laughs> Boy! I was that bastard. Yeah. I was that bastard. That's hilarious. Jeremy the Griefer. <laughs> There's the title for the episode. Oh, we might have a title. Uh, my last quick pick here is, uh, I don't know if you guys have seen the movie. It's an older film, Four Weddings and a Funeral. No. Mm, nah. Can't say that I have. I can't remember who all was in it, but I do remember uh, Daniel Stern, another Home Alone alumni, okay. uh, who played Marv, the, the burglar, was mm -hmm. in this film. But it, it it's essentially one of the guys is getting married. It's a bunch of guys. One of them's getting married, and they go on a bachelor party to Las Vegas, I think. And I think maybe I have seen this. The one dude gets a hooker, and while he's in the bathroom with her, having sex with her, he like, like goes to her... throw her against the wall and puts her head through a coat hook. Yeah. Okay, and yeah. like kills her immediately. So these guys are now, you know, freaking out, trying to figure out what to do with the dead hooker. So they end up like cutting her up in the bathtub, <laughs> wrapping her in saran wrap, spreading her throughout the desert, and then in their own paranoia amongst each other ratting the other one out then they start killing each other off so didn't a security guard or something show up too and they like dude it's him? been years okay. i have no okay. idea i think i've seen that i know what you're talking about but uh, 
it was one of those movies that like never dropped the funny ball. It wasn't one of those movies that was like, okay, now it's time to be serious. Okay, now we're back to the funny. It was funny the whole way through while they're even doing this dark, demented shit. Wow, that sounded like a Polaroid. <laughs> uh, uh, I uh, I roll in smokes. Okay, uh, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, sorry, <laughs> yeah, I want to remember expensive. this moment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, cigarettes are too expensive. I roll. I'm sorry. I didn't know. I didn't mean to like interrupt. No, oh, you're good. Wasn't John Favreau in that? Wasn't he the one with the he hooker was. in the bathroom? And was Christian Slater in that? I think he might have been. You know what? There was the a, yeah, there were a lot of uh, big stars in that, I thought. You're right. John Favreau was in that. I think Cameron Vince Diaz. Vince Vaughn in that, too? I mean, he was always May, around John yeah. Favreau. I don't know if that I was... I think he might have been. And uh, Cameron Diaz was in that, too. Was he? A lot of big names. All uh, right. I got to pull that Vince Vaughn is hilarious. Heck yeah, yeah, he is. Oh, wow. yeah, he is. I never even heard of this movie, but I'm now I'm definitely about to add this to the list that I'm going to be watching. Thanks to y'all. Oh yeah, you'll want to watch this one. You can't you can't like watch anything and not laugh if Vince Vaughn is on it. <laughs> yeah, especially I mean? when he goes off ranting about stuff. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He starts talking all fast. <laughs> Are you sure that's the movie title? Because I just pulled up four wedding, weddings and a funeral on the stars. Hugh Grant. Oh shit! Let me see. Uh, what is it? Three weddings and a was it eight heads in a duffel bag. Maybe? No, no, that wasn't. That's what I keep thinking of. That was Joe Pesci. Though. Hold up, let me look it up. <laughs> four four weddings and a funeral is a Hugh Grant movie. <laughs> no way. That doesn't sound right. Let me see here. Maybe it was Very Bad Things. That's what it was called. Very Bad Things. Not even close. <laughs> I have seen that. No wonder all that sounded familiar because I know I have seen that one. Should I even go back and fix that now? We've been talking for like fucking... No, no. no. I, I, I want all our listeners to go start watching a Hugh Grant movie and be like, where's the scene with the hooker in the bathroom? They're going to stop. Oh like, my God, I'm sure the last thing Hugh Grant wants is any association with a hooker. Didn't he get picked up for a pro, with a prostitute yeah, in the 90s? Yeah. 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 yeah, very bad things. Holy shit, was I off. <laughs> That's amazing. That just made my night. And a good note to end the retro roundtable on, I think. Yes, sir. So with right. that, yeah, definitely. <laughs> let's turn our attention over to Michael and talk about some of his artwork. Mike, thanks again for being here, man. So far, this has been a lot of fun. But, uh, you know, before we started the show, Randy, you were showing me some of your work, and it uh, looks damn good. You were showing me the Samurai uh, Batman, for example, was one of them. Oh, Rick yeah. and Morty was another. Yeah. Uh, stuff that looks Fantastic. So can you just tell us, the listeners, a little bit about yourself and uh, how you got into art? Well, ever since a kid, same song, same dance, I think every artist, comic artist says. I loved comic books. I collected comic books, and I was very intrigued by the artwork. And um, always been a dream of mine, and it's kind of one of those things where life passes you by, and you keep telling yourself you're going to you're gonna do this, you're going to do it, you're going to do it, and you never do it. Well, literally... Uh, a couple years ago, I started drawing only in 2016, and I was driving home from dropping my now eight-year-old off at a preschool. Yeah, it, I just told myself, I just kind of hit me, like, you know what I mean? Like, I had gotten married and stuff. I'm like, I'm never going to do this. Like, unless I do it now and stop telling myself year after year, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to teach myself to draw and ink and try and get in comics or cards and whatnot. It's not going to happen. So literally, I came home that day, and um, I ordered a, a, just a shit ton of art books from uh, eBay and just started looking at tutorials on YouTube on how to draw, and bam, right there. And then I became like 
I went through that kind of like uh, obsession phase when, you know, you're really interested in something and you know you have to learn one way or another. So, I mean, I didn't sleep, I think, for the first four days. I just drew and drew and drew and drew. And, um, yeah, and within that, I, I created my original character and then it got published by Advent Comics after six months of me working at it. And honest to God, the artwork in the first issue sucked so bad. And I don't even like want to mention that because of that. But anyways, yeah, so moving forward, you know, I just kind of kept at it, drawing and such. And then the within about a year, I started working with Upper Deck and I did a, a Marvel card for them, like the, you know, the sketch card stuff. And yeah. um, I submit to Tops and they rejected me. I submit to Tops again because I'm a big ass Star Wars fan. And I just kept trying to submit and then they kept rejecting me. So then I swear to God, I feel like it's this, but I don't know. So then I sent them the cards I did for uh, Upper Deck and, and Marvel. And then, bam, I got approved. So then after that, I went on to do, I think it was two uh, Star Wars sketch card sets. And then um, some other one, uh, Stranger Things was another one that I did for them. And then now I'm working for Dynamite Entertainment for uh, their sketch cards they're starting to do now. And other than that, it's just kind of commission after commission after commission trying to keep up with bills and just steady still trying to submit and so forth to publishers and because the end goal honestly the end goal in my mind is to break into the industry and you know do the the pencils and so forth or whatever i can really get started on as long as it's like if they're with diamond and so forth diamond distribution so i can get my work into comic shops that's kind of the end goal for me until then i'm just kind of you know submitting submitting right now i'm working on a blade submission for marvel Mm. um i don't think they even accept submissions but i mean i think anybody kind of understands the way business is in the real world nobody follows rules if you know someone you know someone and you got an end that's just every business is like that so if i can get an end with an editor or someone or a writer boom there i go that's just how every business is from my understanding you know so good way to you know just keep uh keep at it i don't know there's when we started this show like that we we try to rather it be get someone on the show or just uh you know further the project if it failed one time like well hope i guess it's just not in the cards for us you know you gotta keep at (laughs) it and try different things different ways oh yeah and uh that's awesome man that's really cool but uh you know seeing some of your stuff on your your facebook page man i mean the it's amazing. I mean, your vet, the, you did a Venom on there. You did a, a Jack Skellington. Yeah. Um, they just all look phenomenal, man. And how long have Thank you said you. you've been doing this? I know, that's what I was getting ready to ask. Um, <laughs> I, started, I started teaching myself to draw in um, 2016, a couple Jesus years ago. Yeah. It, it was rough, man, because I didn't have a fucking clue how to ink. My first drawing, I tried to ink with a, a ballpoint pen. And I'm, like, messaging people on Facebook, like, any artist that would talk to me, like, dude, what are you using? Because at first, like, I thought they were using Sharpies, and they were, like, doing it super light. I had no idea what a Micron pen was. So I had to, like, literally start from ground zero and learn, okay, no, they're not using a a magic fucking Sharpie and doing it very thin. (laughs) For those little lines, there's Micron pens or Quill pens. Like, I literally... I, I have probably 30 different art books, and I just studied, studied. I read most of them twice and just tried to apply everything that I learned. And 
you know, with each it's one get better. So crazy to look at your work and say this guy's only started in 2016. Yeah. Now, there have been people through this show, and of course I won't name names, but who have been at it for years. Mm-hmm. And style's about the same, hasn't improved much, and if it has, it's still kind of, yeah. you know what I mean? Um, I think, you know, in that time period, your artwork really speaks to... Uh, how to word this? It, it uh, speaks to your determination to your craft, I guess, and you have the ability to be honest with yourself. This is this, like uh, like when you see people in American Idol, for instance. Yeah, who are horrible, horrible <laughs> fucking singers, but don't have the ability to stop and look at themselves. Mm-hmm. Don't have the ability to in, in question their own ability. Right. That's just out yeah. the fucking question. Right. Straight think that they're great, even though... To grow, to be able to do what I was just... You know, Randy and Jack are showing me pictures as we're sitting here uh, listening to you talk, and to see what I'm seeing, I mean, you have... There's no way you could get to that level in that short amount of time without being brutally honest with yourself. And driven mm-hmm. and, as fuck. And yeah. never <laughs> stopping. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's incredible. I mean... Yeah, uh, that's funny because um, if my wife was listening to this, she would be saying something along the lines of, no, you have no idea how many times Mike has sat there and said, this fucking sucks, blah, blah, blah. Because I, <laughs> I, I, like, I am, man. I mean, I'm a firm believer. I mean, if, if you want to do anything in life, you have to really, really tell yourself you suck. You have to. You have to say, "I suck. I can do better." And I think that, like, if you're if you're going into it and you're like, "Oh, this looks great," blah blah, because I think everyone does that in the very beginning, and then you know you, you reach what I call these uh, artist growth spurt stages, where you notice, like, out of nowhere, you see just a giant improvement, and then you look back and you're like, "Wow, I really did suck real bad." So you just kind of got to push and push, and that's what I do. And I mean, I'm still doing that, like, literally. Uh, I had a commission for um, a uh, to redraw uh, a 1977 Star Wars poster, but it's in my own style. He wanted it in, and instead of Vader's helmet, he wanted Boba Fett's helmet in the background. I drew this. It it's awesome. I love the idea. It's it's but it's on 11 by 17, which is I do what I do all the comic art on. Mm-hmm. Um, I've drawn this thing three times, and and my wife said the first one. She, it was great, but she felt I could do better. And I'm looking at it, I'm like, yeah, this shit sucks. And meanwhile, everyone that I had previewed it to was like, oh, my God, that's great, Mike. That's great. I can't wait to see it done. And, yeah, it's, it's, it's like, ripped up in my room. I redrew it, and I finally finished it tonight. This is the third one I did it on, and uh, it, it, it looks good. So good. it's just a matter of pushing yourself. And everyone has room to grow. I'm, I'm trying to grow with everything I do. Hell, yeah. hopefully a publisher's out there listening to this like, wow, <laughs> like he must really be dedicated. I got I to gotta get this kid a gig. Yeah, I am. <laughs> I mean, it shows right through. It shows right through. Yeah. Shows right mm-hmm. through. How, how could it not? 2016? Right. So yeah. That's some progress now. That's that's some drive. Thank so, you. So for people who are interested in the commission or just want to check out your work, where should we be directing them? Um. Well, I, have, I just started an Instagram, but... My biggest thing is Facebook. I got a regular Facebook page. It's just uh, Michael Metlin. And then I got a Facebook fan page, like the like page, and it's Michael Metlin Art. 
So you can uh, check out those. I have I post all my artwork on my Facebook almost weekly. Um, if there's any interest in any commissions, I do uh, pretty much all types of stuff. 11 by 17 size commissions, 9 by 12 commissions, sketch cover commissions, sketch card commissions. Uh, pretty much anything and everything that I can do. Also sell uh, posters. And all you got to do is just message me. Just send me a message. Say, hey, Mike, what's up? Blah, blah. And, you know, I'm pretty friendly to everyone. I won't turn you down. Even if you want to get a commission or you just want to bullshit with me, really. I mean, I don't, I don't care. I didn't make a social media site to be antisocial. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I need. Antisocial yeah. media. That's the best. I, do best for me. All right, very good, man. We'll definitely then uh, be tagging you on Facebook there and uh, and on Instagram. Can't wait to check out more of that. But Michael, this has been a blast. Thank you so much for being here with us today, man. Yeah, seriously, thank you. I came into this being super nervous because I checked out the uh, podcast and I was like, I told my wife, I said, "Oh my god, I think this is going to be like um, probably the biggest interview I've done. Everything is very uh, top notch. <laughs> I was like super nervous because most of the time I, I like to do written interviews because I get real nervous. But just hearing y'all talk about stuff, and I felt like I was in a room with just you know my boys and stuff, and we're joking mm. and laughing about That's how movies and games. Yeah, good. So now I kind of wish it was longer, but all right. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why we want to get you back again. on. What's that? Yeah. I said maybe we could do this again sometime. Oh, absolutely, yeah, yeah. When we find a good guest, we want to get him back. Yes, sir. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I we'll, definitely appreciate it if I can get back on. Absolutely, yeah. Just let us know, and especially if you have any uh, new projects coming around the pike, let us know on that, too. That way we can uh, promote at the same time a release. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Definitely, definitely. But, yeah, Michael, man, thanks again. This has been a blast. Thank you, guys. Jack, what do we got on the website? Go to CandarePodcast.com, where you can see show highlights, guest info, listen to the show, follow us on all our social media, become a patron, buy some merch, watch some YouTube videos. And if you'd like to be a guest and promote your work, send us an email on our contacts page. And once again, don't forget to find us on Twitter at CandarePod and on Instagram at Cand underscore Air. Patreon.com forward slash CandarePod. For $5 a month, you get access to the Candare Patreon pod and... Uh, you know, a lot of new stuff coming down the pike. So uh, who knows what else it'll get you here come mm-hmm. February, you know? What am I forgetting, gentlemen? Anything? Got a question for you guys. Hmm. What if animals can talk? Ooh, yeah. There's mm-hmm. another Whoa. show. I keep forgetting to <laughs> advertise on this show. Uh, the What If Podcast. If you search What If Series or just search what, uh, Candare Productions and your podcast player of choice, you'll get our other show called What If. It's me, Jack, and uh, our other friend out in California there, Ryan Not Little. Randy. <laughs> it's the Not Randy Show. <laughs> I, I, got, I got choir boy practice at that time, guys. I'm sorry. But uh, on that show, we, it's different than this one. We have fun on that show, but we spend about 40 minutes looking at twists on reality. What if animals could talk? What if people could fly? What if uh, money had never been invented? You know, stuff like that. And uh, it's interesting. So mm-hmm. We've had some uh, pretty good conversation. Last, this last one, what if Krampus was real? That was a good one. <laughs> I enjoyed that one quite a bit. But um, I think that's going to do it for this week. So until next time, I am Jeremy Colley. I'm Jack Doherty. And I'm Randy Hardenbrook. And I'm Michael Metlin. Thanks for listening, everyone.
Wait, come back. The ice could break. Whoops. Help. Quickly, walk back to the edge. Stop. You'll break through the ice. Snow job. Grab this branch. You should have been listening to canned air. Now we know. And knowing is half the battle. Snow job, how'd you get your name? Um. G.I. Joe. I talked to him a few times at a con. He was kind of a douche. He got you sick the one year. Yeah, he did. <laughs> bastard. Uh, oh. No. Uh-uh. Oh, uh, okay. Is there any of you like to be a gimp? A g- be a gimp? <laughs> you know, a lot can happen in seven minutes, and luckily, that's how long it takes me to tell a story. My name is Aaron Calafato, and I'm the creator of 7-Minute Stories. I'm proud to partner with Evergreen Podcasts, and I'd like to invite you to join me on this journey. I'm going to take you on some crazy roller coaster rides using my unique extemporaneous storytelling style. And together, we're going to try to make sense of the world, all through the art of storytelling and all in approximately seven minutes. <laughs>